then you're just fast. Hello and welcome to the Pulp Fiction Podcast, a special impromptu podcast we're going to do on Dark, which is a Netflix show, a German Netflix show, um, and I am joined by longtime guest Nick Young and first-time guest Sienna Evans. Woo! What's up, guys? Hey. Very excited to be here with you today, Zach. So I felt it was only fair to bring you guys on for this podcast because it was kind of a dual recommendation to me from you guys to watch the show. And it's not one of those shows you have to give three episodes, in my opinion. This is just an awesome show. Like, watch 20 minutes of it if you're not sold. I don't know what to tell you. It's like... It's unfair to compare it to other stuff, but it is kind of... Stranger Thingsy, kind of true detective-y a little bit, and very German. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome combo. Um, I guess, how, how did you guys find it? So our friend Walker recommended it to us. He pitched it as the German Stranger Things, and we loved Stranger Things, so we were just super sold. Yeah. Um, fair. I think that my... So our first reaction to it was we turned it on and the setting on Netflix was for there to be like those dubs. I don't know if you experienced this. So we, no. we watched it in... Well, maybe because since we share a Netflix password, once we had Not switched it... Not only do we share a password, we share like a profile within the account. We watch yeah. under Kwanzaki every time. My exactly. Yeah. Kwanzaki. My Netflix handle. So um, <laughs> we had switched it to German, so probably you got some of that. But like when we first started watching it, it, it was that super awkward, like, characters' mouths are moving, and it's just like, hey, how are you? And we immediately were sort of like, nah, I think we just have to do this with the subtitles. So like because the, the thing about the shake about the show about the show is the, the show is the act so subtle that yeah. you just you wanted to hear the actual voices of the actors yeah. exactly yeah the dubs are dubs are hilarious yeah um, in all aspects I remember watching TV in Spain like I think when I was there and I was like I don't know fifteen in high school and they like they're all excited they're like you can watch this it's like dubbed and it was like shows I had seen in normal English and they had dubbed it into Spanish. And, like, have, knowing the context of what the English show sounded like, the dubs are just fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just not like, the same. It's like someone has, like, a high voice, and it comes in like, it's gay like this. So, yeah, gotta go authentic German. Oh, but anyway. Yeah. Large. But don't be afraid of the subtitles, because it's so worth it. I don't really know what to say to people who are afraid of subtitles. Yeah. You're simple. But just, like, I don't know. I, I guess if you are, like... I can't really help you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's an excellent show. We don't want to spoil things because I'm going to assume that most people have not seen it just based on who I've talked to. But I do kind of want to talk about it as a whole. Um, I guess, so it's not going to be a huge spoiler that time travel is kind of a big concept in the show. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's like time travel in a show, I'm like sometimes frustrated by how they deal with it. Sometimes I really love how they deal with it because it is such a weird phenomenon relative to, like, how actual physics works. Um, How did you guys feel like they handled time travel existing? I love the way they handled it. It's, like, the perfect balance for me of, like, fantasy and science-y, you know? Yeah. I, I have some mixed feelings. I don't know if this is giving away too much. About the time machine, you know the like, like the actual mechanism, the actual like, yes, that I have a hard time with because it gets a little too, I don't know, like I I, I had a harder time buying into it for some reason. The cave 
is like I'm sold. Yeah. That like somehow this cave next to a nuclear power plant like does it. Does it? Yeah. I was like super sold on that. Plus it's just creepy and it's cool. Delightfully low tech. Like you yes, think of like I time agree. machine, it's like you know, like a I don't know, phone booth. Like you think of like this whole like developed thing and it was so like organic. Yes. Which was cool. Yeah. Um, and scary. Very scary. <laughs> Very scary. I didn't know if I could handle it. Like from the first episode, I was like, "Well, I'm a, I'm a baby," but I was. It was scary. There's okay. one scene in the show, where I was very upset. Um, it involves Ulrich and a little kid. Oh and yeah, it was tough. To I watch. like after yeah. that episode, I was gonna go to bed. I had to like play a couple games of FIFA. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't scared. I was just very wired. I needed to like it was calm upsetting. down. It's a very yeah. upsetting scene. Yeah. And, like, it's German, so they go there. Like, yeah. <laughs> fully. Yeah. So true. It is, like... I don't think that would have been don't on hold American back. show. Yeah. yeah. They don't hold back at all. There's yeah. there's also, like, a lot of things sexually and sort of, like, relationship-wise that is also, like, pushing the envelope and I don't think would get produced in America. <laughs> Such as incest? Question mark? Well... Should we leave it at that? Yeah. it's It's on the... Yeah, I, I would call it incest. I think we have to. I think we have to give the obligatory. Adultery is bad. <laughs> adultery is bad. What <laughs> <But> incest? <laughs> uh, Nick, how did you feel about time travel in the in the show? Um, you know, I think that like uh, an obvious comparison, and I think our friend Walker actually made this comparison, is to Lost. Mm. Um, I think that. I think that. If you're sort of looking at it as a comparison to Lost, they handled it way better than Lost did. It's it's tighter. It's sort of following, like, a logic that makes sense. Because I think with time travel, like, you kind of brought this up already, but, like, it's such a weird idea in terms of physics and, like, relativity that, like, you need to you need to have some science chops, I think, to do it well. And the show definitely does that. Yeah. Um, I have some questions about their treatment of time. And I think that I'll need to see how the show resolves to really know how I feel fully, because there's a lot of unanswered questions that I think will, um, yeah, will change that answer. Right for now me. it's, it's been one season and it's not one of those shows that ends after a season. Yes. It's very much set up to keep going. Cliffhanger for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't think we should get too, too much into their idea of, of how, time works but like because i think that that's one that's, of the that's integral to the show yeah and it's a fun thing to kind of learn about yeah, let's yeah. leave that yeah it is a show that you're going to need to concentrate while you're watching yeah like we did a lot of like pause examine what's being yeah. shown in this screenshot like talk about it try to figure it out like it's a puzzle it yeah. is a giant puzzle and that's almost the most lost in piece right is yeah. like Lost, to, for me, like, had these just, like, 300 brilliant ideas, and they were juggling all of them at once. Yeah. And ultimately why the show, like, frustrated a lot of people is they didn't catch all the balls, like, 200 dropped. Right. Yeah. But this show is similar in that there's all these moving mechanisms and parts, but they're, like, German-engineered, and they, like, <laughs> totally, like, fit together nicely. Much more yeah. streamlined. Yeah, yeah it's, it's less frustrating than Lost, I would say. Absolutely. Um, here's a piece of advice, though, for all the listeners on how to watch the show. It's very tempting, because the show is about four families across... 
um, I think it's like 70 years of time. And it's very tempting to want to look up a family tree and um, iron out those relationships. But I would say the longer you can hold off on that and the more you can just sort of like draw your own family tree or put it together just by pausing, because they'll, they'll do a lot of shots of like um, a person or a character in one year and then a character in the next time cycle or something like that. So you can do it without a, a family tree, but there are spoilers on the family tree. So you yeah. should be careful. Spoilers to, are out there. Yeah, to avoid dark family tree searches on yeah. the internet. Because part of, I mean, part of the beauty of the story is seeing how, like, you uncover the right. the whatever branches. Yes. Yeah. The relationships. Um, yes. So yeah, I mean, as long as you can hold out, and there, it's not one of those shows where you're supposed to be confused once they've told you. Like they will tell you in the show, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are reveals. It's very clear. They'll even do like split screens to like really like yeah, yeah. show you who's who. Hammer at home. Yeah. yeah. Um, you do have to be patient. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to be confused. Yeah. Like I think that around episode seven or eight the family tree relationships are pretty clear and it's more sort of about like figuring out, wait, why does this person from this family have this relationship with this person from this family? And, and the basic questions of who's related to who are pretty solved, but that is sort of integral to the mystery of the first half of, of the season. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about the character of, Ulrich and Katharina. I guess those characters. Those two. There's that couple. Because the show is yeah. very smart. You know, there's a lot of gray in the show. I think they're the most gray in that you're very conflicted as to whether you support them or don't. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. They're like main characters and they're very flawed. Yeah. Both of them. And they're very sort of sad. There's like a yeah. deep sadness in both of them. That you see in, as teenagers, too. And yeah. that's sort of why they connect as teenagers. Is they're both kind of like angry, depressed people yeah. that just like find this connection. Which I found really beautiful and compelling. Yeah. I love both of them. I love Ulrich. That scene that we're not going to talk about was it's disturbing brutal. Because yeah. like, you don't think it's going to happen and then it happens. Yeah, it does. And But you get it. You're like with him. You like... I felt like I empathized with the horrible decision that he made. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because I had yeah. been with him that whole time and empathizing with him that whole time. And helpful to see him in different points in his life, too. Yeah. yeah. Ka- is it Katarina or Katrina? I think it's spelled Katarina, but it's Katarina. Katarina, yeah. I love her. I will have to say, the women in this show are really complex in a way that's really refreshing. Um, there are no damsels in distress in this show, which is appreciated. Like Katarina can fucking hold her own. Like she, you know, and, and it's, she's not treated that well all the time. So that's, you know, a theme that we're used to seeing women in that role, but she also, she's also strong in a lot of ways and she's holding down the fort when her family is kind of falling apart around her. Yeah. I, I I love the, um, the dynamic between the woman who takes over the power plant and her daughter. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was a really cool, like, you have your super empowered woman, like, in the business sense, and yeah. then you have another person who is very independent as well, but also, like, 
so doesn't want yeah. that life. Right. And like their tension, I think, was really interesting. And it's, I think that's actually going to be explored a lot more going forward. I hope so. Because Claudia is a bit player until the very end. Right. So yeah. I think... I loved that twist. Yeah. That's awesome. End, where she's just like, oh my God, you're like a huge part of what's going on here. Like, Yeah. Yeah. That's like Super kind of, fascinating. They've kind of set the stage for more like direct conflict. Claudia as an old woman seems like such a badass lady. Yeah. She was like, like had like a mother nature vibe going about yeah, it. Yeah, her long gray hair. That's like hashtag life goals for her. <laughs> long gray hair. Just Wild like, gray hair. And it was very like untamed and they had that earlier scene where she's giving her daughter shit for not yeah, combing her good. hair. That's the oh, thing about this yeah. show is there's so many little things like that. But then when the daughter starts falling for a guy, there's that awful scene where she's like trying to comb her hair and she's like clearly uncomfortable and it like hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I think the the great part about this show, or one of the great parts of the show thematically, is it's so much about like revolutions and about coming back to the same place, and it all centers around Winden, which like there's some parts of the show. No, I won't even say that. I think even though it takes place in a German town, you so could... should say Winden. Winden. <laughs> Winden. Winden. Can I, also, can I also say... Sorry. Yeah, just cut me off. I, I just... Before we totally leave Ulrich... <laughs> no, no. Get to Ulrich. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say... My point is very uh, sequitur. He's... I think my... my The first thing I'd say about Ulrich is that he's the most German-looking motherfucker I've ever seen in <laughs> my fucking life. That yeah. dude's face is like a sculpture. Yeah. Like, his cheekbones his jaw his brow it's he like... looks twice as german as bastian schweinsteiger yeah and that's saying a lot <laughs> like like He's you just got the most incredible face i feel like people will watch the show and ulrich appears either in the first scene it's like or, 20 seconds or maybe like in the second yeah. scene and like everybody will look at him if they've heard this pod and be like oh that's so, Ulrich. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is about Germany. Like, you can't not think of so the German. word Germany when you see Ulrich. Yeah. So German. Yeah, and so they found an amazing... Name. That's the other thing. The casting is so oh, incredible. Yeah. Because they're the teenage versus adult versus, like, old. Yeah. Like, they really look alike. Like, yeah. they really nailed it. It's great. Like, All Ulrich as a kid has those crazy jutting cheekbone jaw. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, there's not a single one of those castings where you're like, that doesn't really look alike. Yeah, yeah. They nailed they all nailed of them. All of them. Yes. Yeah. The yeah, classic yeah. one of those is when you have like they'll they'll do like it's usually with non-white people. <laughs> it's like completely like it's like their skin tone changes completely over a twenty-year period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Bizarre. They just like don't even look alike, but they, they nail all of these in the show. Yeah. Um, what were you gonna say about Vinden? Oh yes, yeah, so yeah, the show sorry. is so much about like cycles and coming back to the same place and it all keeps happening around winden with winden which is like it's a german town but winden could very easily be like small town usa hmm. and it's so much of the show is about for me like the trappings of that lifestyle mm-hmm. like we talked about Ulrich and katarina like they're they're clearly unhappy there and i bet if you'd ask them as teenagers they're like i want to get out of this place i think Ulrich. Or Katharina say that at one point in the show, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. And yet they're back there, you know, yeah. raising mm-hmm. kids there. Leave, so. And it's just like, yeah, all these people are just kind of stuck orbiting yeah. Winden. Yeah. E- yeah. You know, in spite of all the madness and whatever. Or is it because, you know, why are they stuck? Yeah. You know, yeah. that cycle in and of itself, like where people just end up not leaving, is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have to say my favorite character, Loki, is the the cop lady. What's her name? Oh, Charlotte. She's awesome. She's awesome in like yeah. such a subtle way. Like she's like just not an overactor at all. Like you have to like really pay attention to her face. And I just feel like I don't know, like the way she handles her family situation. I have a lot of respect for, but also it's a sad situation. It's like also, like really, like depressing. It and, is. Yeah. I mean, it's a dark show. And then they get nice. her daughters. Nice. nice. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, and her daughter with the sign language. That's a really beautiful detail. I felt. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's gonna. I feel like again with the themes that kind of cycle in and out throughout the show, like the. I don't want to give too much away, but the dead kids with their ears. Yeah, blown out, hasn't been, and then the fact oh. that she's deaf. I feel like there's something, there's mm, the kind yeah. of a motif happening there. Could be well, there. Yeah, I was uh, also gonna say. Then you can talk with the older daughter. It's like you kind of meet her, and it's really clear she's got some family baggage going on, and they like allude to it in one scene very quickly. What's going on with Charlotte and her husband? Mm-hmm. And like you kind of see her like that's weird, and then like I think it's Ulrich's oldest kid. Magnus gets her to like open up about it and she like really goes in on how fucked up that marriage is yeah Yeah. and it's it's just like shit like that where like these wheels are turning all the time and you're just like getting these little seeds and they just keep growing but it's not like lost where it's all like what the fuck is going on this isn't gonna tie together it all is so cohesive Mm -hmm. yes it's brilliant yeah yeah the writing in this show is just immaculate in my opinion yeah Yeah. Um, Nick you were gonna say something I feel like I forget, um, but I, I feel like I I could go and uh, and say two things, just from from what you guys have been saying, just sort of aesthetically about the show. Um, one is it's fucking beautifully shot, mm. like yeah. the shots of the woods and the shots of like the town. The setting for all you Twin Peak fans out there reminds me of that same setting, like the just the lush woodsy yeah. environment yeah. is so gorgeous. And there's some like throwy and like lost in the woods shots. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always fucking raining. So it's like always raining. <laughs> so, and um like it's Santa Santa was asking me, it's like, like, do you think it really rains that much in Germany? I was like, Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe in like Bavaria and like out in the mountains it does. It's but always rainy in Vinden. <laughs> it is always rainy in Vinden. <laughs> yeah. But um what what was particularly amusing to me about how often it rains is that like all the characters have raincoats and that's like their most that's like what they're wearing most of the time. That's but, the, like cartoon character outfit is a raincoat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're wearing in every scene. Every scene. But it's like it'll be it'll like it's not just raining like drizzling raining. It's like pissing rain. So like they'll be walking around these raincoats and just like having these conversations while they're getting like drenched. And don't even have their hoods up. Yeah. What's up with that? (laughs) So we were were saying that like, you know, there must be some thing about this town where they're just so used to getting rained on that it's like second nature. Yeah. 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 It's really funny. Um... Yeah, I think, so obviously the, like, super, like, I guess the reason it draws the Stranger Things comparison is there's so much, like, supernatural. It's, you know, like you said, like, the blend of fantasy and science. Mm-hmm. Like, there is stuff there that makes you, like, wonder and go, like, what the fuck? Like, they've created a different world physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I also draw the True Detective comparison, because I think there is, there, at different stages, different people are really trying to uncover what the fuck is going on. 
Yeah. And it's kind of, I love the blend of those two genres in the show because, you know, they're both mysterious. The detective one, and there's different characters who fulfill that role in different ways and come at it from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. But there's like simultaneously like this broadening of what the fuck is going on and then this narrowing of I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going Mm -hmm. on. And it's constantly oscillating back and forth. And just when you think you've got a handle on what's going on, a new character, a new time frame emerges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing about this show is I feel like there's plot points that are, yeah, like in this crazy science fantasy world. And then there's plot points that are just like real life, like marriage problems. Like Joni loves Chachi. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you're cheating or whatever. Like really. And it, it makes it work, I think, because they have... Like, it gives it a really real and relatable context for yeah. all mm-hmm. the crazy shit that's going on. This is something I, I felt a lot about. Um, you can answer the call if you want. Okay. It's my dad. <laughs> BRB. Yeah. This is something that I've, I've thought about science fiction for a while and, like, fantasy generally. That, like, really excellent um, books and movies and TV shows in the genre of science fiction and fantasy or that are sort of at least somewhat involved in that genre need to be about and like have more going on than um the world that they're constructing and i have some friends who are really into sci-fi and fantasy that disagree with that with this and say like well if you just build a really excellent world then like the story kind of takes care of itself um but i think that like the truly great sci-fi fantasy is actually um telling a really compelling story inside the world that they're creating and that is absolutely what dark is doing yeah no for sure there's it's not just setting and they've come up with a theme and then there's like a a, you know 70 minute plot they've written like it's yeah it's a fascinating intricate complex plot it's it's such an immaculate writing job it's just what i keep coming back to i didn't even realize that as i was watching it you're just kind of like because it is, like, an overwhelming watch. You're constantly, like, on your ass and just, yeah. like, what's going on? Like, it just keeps knocking your, like, sensibilities over. But, you know, like, you kind of come up for air and you're like, all right, what the fuck happened? And you, like, start thinking about it and you're just like, wow, that is such a well-written show. All these yeah. pieces are just, like, marching. It's like a hundred-piece orchestra. I think I think that we're definitely going to need to rewatch it before the second season comes out. So like, and we're going to see so much shit we didn't catch. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Like we, so this show came out in December of 2017, I think. Oh, nice. And it was really close to season two. Well, no, that, that was like four months ago. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I thought it was September of 2018. I think that, I think that they're embarrassing. They're, um, I think that what I read on the internet is that they're angling for 2019, for 2019 release. Oh, you already read this. Okay. Um, so we still got a while yet. Yeah, we have a while to go. Um, it was renewed very, very, very quickly. Um, but So does Netflix own the rights to this show? Of course, I don't it's know. a German show they've just bought for American distribution. I don't know. Because this is a very Netflixian like purchase. I keep using the Ian thing in this. It's fine. This is a very like Netflix move, is to get something super out there that traditional TV wouldn't make that a select percentage of people will love. Yeah, and they just it's it's such a smart way of doing business. A because 
even if there's only two shows Netflix I love, I'm still going to buy Netflix. It's yeah. just the fact that I love it. And B, from like an artistic perspective, you were saying there's all this shit in the show that like wouldn't get put into American TV. That's awesome. I love that this exists. It's such a nice like thing about streaming culture and not having to deal with like the the bullshit of like owning a TV station and appealing to all these different demographics whatever. Yeah. It's so nice. I mean, HBO and Showtime like kind of flirt into this territory, but I do think that there's something special with what Netflix is doing in that like it almost seems like they don't care. Like what if- they'll what people will say is like other stations, like, if I want to make a drama for, especially, like, a big three network, like, I want to make a CBS show, their, you know, heads are going to be just, they're getting their grubby little fingers all over my skirts. They're going to yeah. be like, can we make this character this? Can we make her really hot? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's obviously going to compromise your art, because they're making those decisions based on what'll sell. Mm-hmm. Same with, you know, any big budget movie. Those guys don't make movies for art. They make them to make money. So it's always awesome when you get the film that kind of survives that stage of the process. But if you make a big budget movie, there's going to be people who want to make money getting their grubby fingers on it. Yep. Netflix cuts a check. <laughs> That's they when they find someone they believe in, they're like, "Look, we think you'll be awesome. Here's seven million dollars. We own the rights. Go ham." Yeah. And I, I think like, I think that this show will become very popular in America. I think so, too. This plays off of the podcast Kevin and I did. The time is ripe for the sci-fi fantasy. And this huh. this hits right in on it. This, I wish I had been able to fold this show into our discussion because I don't know where it ranks in my top list, but it's in consideration. Oh, yeah. This is, this is one of the best shows. This, this is... It's definitely on my top ten of shows in my lifetime, Wow. I I don't know if it's in my top five. I'd have to really spend some time and think about it. But it also it's, has to end. You know what yeah, I mean? It's true. Still very open. True, true. But I I still feel like I enjoyed season one so much. I feel comfortable putting it in my top ten. Um, what's great about sight unseen for the second season? What's great about it is like I was getting into a discussion with Danny. We were in Spain, and we were talking about um, call me by. Is it my name or your name? I was your name. Up. Yeah. Call me by your name. Uh huh. And I was saying I really liked the movie. You know, beautifully shot. The love story is really captivating. I was like, but you know, at a certain point in time, I did just watch two hours and twenty minutes of a love story, and like an hour and a half of that was someone biking in northern Italy. It doesn't <laughs> engage me from a plot perspective. Whereas I watched three billboards, and I was captivated. Mm-hmm. And for me, that makes it a better movie. For Danny, it was all about how well it was shot, and, um, you know, he's like, I don't super care that the movie was, you know, mostly someone biking in northern Italy, because that's what I want to see. And to me, this show succeeds at both. It's both really, really well shot, really well acted, and it has a really engaging plot that just keeps going and going. What movie is this? Yeah, we can wrap whenever. I was talking about... Danny and I got into a Call Me By Your Name versus Three Billboards discussion. Haven't seen either of them. Watch both. Both are awesome. They've been on my list for so long. I was saying that I preferred Three Billboards because I found the plot more engaging. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... And Danny was saying he preferred Call Me By Your Name because it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that this show does both. 
it's both an awesome plot show and an awesomely made show. Yeah, yeah. totally. Something that, that I've been kind of reflecting on, um, Sam and I are in this book club, and we just read, um, damn, what was it called? Yeah, Wuthering Heights. No. no. <laughs> it was... Uh, oh, Sag Harbor. Sag Harbor by Colson Whitehead. Um, not my favorite book I've ever read. Dece, but not my favorite. I liked so, it. Yeah. That'd be a great back of the cover quote. Dece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about all it's getting for me is Dece. Um, Dece. <laughs> but, Sorry, what were you going to say? Well, just like, it got me thinking a lot about... Um, about how, like, I think in, in our culture right now, with how literary theory has evolved and the, like, the the saturation in the world of English majors, our dad being <laughs> one of them, and just, like, how how everybody is, who's sort of like, like us, like, kind of, not necessarily, like, creatives or bohemians or whatever, but just like people who are aware of, of what's happening somewhat in the world of art and literature and, and criticism and stuff like with how that's entered the mainstream, it almost seems like collectively we feel that we can come closer to an objective quote unquote understanding of art. And I think that a lot of the subjectivity of criticism has been lost these Ooh. days. Like everybody's just sort of like, no, it is a good movie, or no, it's not, yeah, or like, that's true. this is a really good book, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That said, Dark is objectively a really good show. <laughs> um, but where I'm where I'm going with this is that I think that like, I think that art speaks to different people in different ways, and obviously that's that's a platitude, like that's so obvious. But like, I think that what what I've been thinking about a lot is how like different things communicate with different people. Danny uh, is so taken in by the visuals of Northern Italy and biking that he's could give a rat's ass if like they're talking about love or they're talking about just how much they love biking. They're also all wearing the uh, the horizontal striped shirts. Ah, uh, of like, course. <laughs> I was talking about cartoon closet. Like you, you know, how, like when SpongeBob opens his closet, it's all his like ridiculous like box. Yeah. Pants. Like Danny's wardrobe is just basically all the uh, those horizontal like, stripe, horizontal striped yeah. shirts. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and I, I think for you, you you need a little more sort of like, okay, but why? I need a story. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a story here. I mean, I'm happy to like. I it's a really good movie called By Your Name, and the the love part of it is actually like it's among the best like relationship stories I've ever seen. That's great. But. There's only so much biking in Northern Italy I can watch before I'm like, okay, it's been an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've only kissed. Like, come on. Like, let's, let's get into <laughs> Get this. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think yeah. that to, to, bring it, point. to bring it back to dark, I just, I think that for me, um, art that really speaks to me is art that has the compelling visuals and has, like, characters that, that feel like, uh, just, just, like, com- complex is, is not the right word because it's, it's more than that. But just, like, having feelings... Yeah, having feelings and motivations that are more than just sort of, like, I want to make money. Or, like, I want to hook up with the hot person. And it's, like... You don't like complex? No, the adjective? I, th- I just think it, it's, it's sort of, like, it's, it's said too much. All right, like, Mr. Marks. <laughs> I would say this is the perfect yeah. show for us because we are constantly looking for that balance. Like exactly what you're saying. Like yeah. 
it can't, like that balance of like yeah visually beautiful but also an interesting plot but also like characters that you can relate to but characters that are like multi-dimensional and not just like caricatures you know yeah, like true. we're always and like that balance of like yeah like realistic and believable but also like a little bit using pushing your imagination like that's like yeah. what we're always and we I feel like we often find shows that are like a little too light and stupid or <laughs> like a little too depressing and horrible and this yeah. I've this is pretty fucking depressing, but it has a good balance, I feel. Yeah. But it's also captivating. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's just, it's digestible in the sense that you have to chew on it, but you're not going to get a stomachache <laughs> from it. That's very good point. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, I mean, we should probably end with that point because we're not going to do better, but. Yeah. Um, digestible, but not going to get a stomachache. Yeah. Or how did you put it? Like, chew You have to chew on it. it. Yeah. You have but to it chew. won't give okay. you a stomachache. Very good. <laughs> Much better uh, than Dece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that show's Dece in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> Alright, yeah, that's... Um, I mean, we feel like we should wrap. Uh, okay. Do you guys have any parting shots on this? Watch it. Watch, watch, it, in, yeah, watch it. Watch it in German. Um, and as much as, like, the story is universal and, yes, applies to small-town America, I would push people to think about, like... I found myself thinking a lot, like, whoa, at this point in time... Nazism just happened. Yeah. Or like thinking about um, it is very set in German. Yeah. Or like I mean the so the con- the contemporary quote unquote like takes place in 2019 and like there's also some interesting things about the intersection of technology and like family in this century in Germany specifically and like I think I find that really fascinating. I get sick and tired of there's so much like, there. Of like There's so much in this show. Well, I'm just so I'm just so sick and tired of just watching like some you know contemporary American thing. Like I'm tired of just like of just seeing you know hipsters in Brooklyn running around. Can I give you the perfect example of this? I've been watching March Madness and CBS keeps running promos for their new show Instinct. And anytime I'm forced to watch one of the like big networks to watch sports, they always shoehorn in ads for their crappy shows. But Instinct in particular is, like, as cookie-cutter made in Excel as you can get. It's about, like, it's, like, this detective duo. It's, like, this lead guy <laughs> who has, like, no... I think they, like, literally mark it as all book smarts, no street smarts. And there's this woman oh who has all street smarts, no book smarts. Yeah. And they, like, solve crime. and Can't do it. That's, that's can't do it. Because he's good at math and he's on a big TV show, he has no social skill and there's, you know, whatever yeah. dynamics. That's there. fucking vom in my mouth. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> I've but, seen the promo, like, ten times now. But, like, I think that the art that's that's interesting to me right now is is stuff that's not interested in, like, white middle America. I mean, Which actually... white middle Germany. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> well, I mean, and also... Like and also a single person of color in the show. That's true. Yeah. And also, I say that, but I the, the best movie that I saw last year was Lady Bird. So, okay, maybe maybe <laughs> I should be a little easier on white middle America, but, like... I guess what I'm trying to say is I want to see different kinds of stories. And yeah, this dark, is, kind of story. dark is a different kind of story. As is Lady Bird. As is Lady Bird. Yes. Um, I feel like we should wrap it because we're tight on time. So yes. Do you have any parting shots? I feel like I said it all. Like, it's, it's, got every, it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm obviously a huge fan of it. Watch it. 
All right, <laughs> let's call it there. All right, cue the outro music. Thank you guys, this is really fun. I Thank feel like we're you. getting a lot of momentum, so maybe we should do another pod sometime about some other topic. Definitely. Yeah. Love it. This is really fun. All right, take care, listeners. Uh, check it out. On Tuesday, I put out something with Danny. Things Tuesday on the NBA. Um, I'll definitely do some like year-end playoff stuff with NBA. I'll try and do more pop culture stuff. Yeah, look for him. <laughs>